Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Well, hello everyone. This is Helena Steiner-Hornstein talking to you from Miami. And I have a guest with me today. Her name is Donna Burton. And she is uh, uh, doing a little bit what I'm doing. And you know the name of my show is The Above and the Beyond. And I think uh, the subject we are going to talk about today would very much fit into that. First, are you there, Donna? Yes, I am, Dr. Helena. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, I can tell all listeners, last week when we had the show, uh, we had had a power cut in Miami, actually in all South Florida. And uh, the power was restored when I got back on that, but it didn't kick in my switchboard, so to speak. So I couldn't reach anyone. So anyone who called at that time, I'm sorry, but you can call in today. Anyone who wants to call in today, please, we have the number here. I'll just look it up again. I had it right here. Here we are. For listeners to dial in today, area code 1347-324-3293. And I repeat that number, 347 324 And, of course, you don't have to dial in with a question, but it's always nice. And, of course, these shows go always into our our archives, so you can listen to them over and over again and again. Donna, you were going to speak about something uh, that, uh, when you said this first, the Akashic Records, I had no idea what it was, and uh, I had to look it up on the internet and everyone thinks that's so odd I didn't know because this is you know I'm in the field so to speak but I'm a natural you know I was born this way I just do my thing and but could you explain to me what that really means with the Akashic Records yes sure sure well what the Akashic Records are that they're they're truly your individual book of life like like a personal diary and um, what the records do is they record every thought, word, deed, emotion, and action of all our experiences. And another way we could look at it would be, it might be, you may call it like the universe's supercomputer system, and it stores information of every individual soul from the time it leaves its point of origin until its return. It's wonderful. And so you actually look into people, uh, you know, I'm saying it on, on my uh, side, I'm looking into people and I see like on a strip of a film uh, what has happened in their life, how shall I say, in, in all their sequences of life, in yes. their soul life and so on. And this is what you are meaning with that, is it? Yes, yes, pretty much. I, I don't see um, film strips. I know a lot of clairvoyants do. However, I hear it auditorily. And I also get it clairsentient. I feel things in my body. So I get it a little differently, but it does come directly from spirit. So, uh, which I know I'm, it does. And can one learn this? Can one go to school and learn this? 
Oh yes, yes, there are uh, there are some people that are certified in teaching this. Um, I studied with uh, Maurice Israel, who is um, has been my teacher, and he um, he he went from he went to um, the Arthur Finley College in England. He studied there. So. And did um, you go to England to see him? No, no, he he lives here in Florida. He lives oh, in Florida. I see, like everyone else. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Don't you feel that Florida is some kind of uh, place Mecca. where everyone, <laughs> yes, Mecca, you know, you have an accumulation of, of of spiritual talent here. Don't you feel this is the way? Yes, yes, I feel there are so many talented, gifted spiritual people here in South Florida. It's amazing. Really Do you have a theory of that? Do you have a, uh, any kind of idea why this could be? I have a little idea, but not necessarily well, um, the right one. Well, I think because of the weather, number one, and there's a lot of sunshine here, and the ocean, you know, the ocean is very spiritual. And, yes, that's uh, very, very true. Yeah, What what is your thought on that? Uh, well, I feel that is... Uh, an old energy uh, around the East Coast, particularly of Florida, uh, that I call the Atlantean, Atlantean energy. Yes, yes. And I feel that very, very strongly in some places of the coastline. And uh, where I am right now, which is the uh, Miami, Bell Harbor section of Miami Beach, I feel that very, very strongly. And then there are many places up the coast where people also can have a feeling of this very, very strong energy. Mm. And I know when I need a certain kind of inspiration, uh, I uh, I go to the ocean and walk alongside of the ocean, uh, and it does a lot of good. Yes, it definitely does. I do the same thing. (laughs) Where where else do you feel that energy Um, strongly up the coast? Uh, Jupiter up north of, uh, I don't feel it in Fort Lauderdale, on the contrary, but I feel it further up towards, you know, north of Palm Beach, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, right. I haven't been on the coastline everywhere, but uh, right. somewhere I have felt this is the place, you know, this right. is a good place. Right. So there are some spots, of course, that I call power spots that are very yeah. beneficial for for my spiritual uh, connection. And, of yes. course, for your spiritual connection, Donna. All, all, all of our spiritual connections, yeah. yes. yes. And, of course, I feel water is, on the whole, very uh, very spiritual. What do you feel about that? Oh, yes. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And, I mean, listen, our bodies are 90% water. And, as we know, the um, our emotions are connected to the water. So, you know, especially with the full moons, you know, the the full moon, notice how the ocean gets more volatile, more passionate. Um, I notice that every month when the full moon is um, arises, and uh, it definitely um, it definitely says something about our emotions. Yeah, and our uh, yes, and of course, yeah. the, how the white the water reacts; it goes higher and goes lower. The tides absolutely. are much higher and they're much lower. Yes, so absolutely. I usually know through that that we have a full moon at night. Absolutely. And, and you know, it just shows, it shows me that, you know, the earth really is a living organism. As you watch the tides recede and come in, and you can see sometimes 
the tides are much lower, sometimes they're much higher. And I feel that, that it is, you know, part of the earth is truly a living organism. And, you know, it's important that we respect the earth and treat her with love. Oh, yes, it, it's so very important. And, uh, you know, uh, and I keep on getting that feeling or, or that message that the poles are going to switch, uh, not switch, switch, but they're going to change uh, locations. Yes. And yes. have you have you had that message to you also, or what do you feel? Yes, I do. Um, in fact, um, Dr. Greg Braden wrote a um, a couple books on this, and his one in particular was um, Awakening to Point Zero, where the poles will switch, and we will have. Um, I think it's I don't know if it's forty days, but a, a, quite a long per- a period of darkness where we won't we we will not see the sun for a little while. Wow, that scares um, me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little scary. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But um he did do a lot he's a scientist. He did a lot of research mm-hmm. on it. So Well, um, I have just had channeled messages. Of course I don't talk to the public about these messages and of course whoever is listening now is getting information I haven't told anyone. <laughs> But um, uh, this is what I have uh, been given, that the poles are moving. And yes. uh, maybe they have done that for many, many years, so we haven't thought about it. So some right. spots that where we had warmth before are going to get colder and others are going to get warmer. Yes, and, I, uh, I've, heard that, I've heard that years ago, that um, mm-hmm. Colorado is actually supposed to get warmer and um, everything will be shifting. And it's yeah. hard to believe if you think about, you know, Colorado turning warm. But I, I don't know if this is to happen, <clears throat> you know, soon yeah. or and, and, in um, how many years when that is going to be. And I don't know how we got into this with the environment, but it's very, very important. And you spoke before about uh, the Book of Life. What is the Book of Life that you mentioned before? Well, the Book of Life is essentially the Akashic Records, and um, the Book of Life is actually referenced in the Old and New Testaments, and it's found in Exodus um, after the Israelites sinned by worshiping the golden calf, remember? And Moses, he pleaded to God on, on their behalf to have his own name stricken out of the book which thou hast written to recompense for their deeds. And then there's another area in Psalm 139, David, which refers to God writing down everything about him and all details of his life, even his imperfections and deeds he has yet to perform. So it's interesting that, it's, that it is recorded in the Old and New Testaments, and you know, we can trace this back so many you know, years. Yeah, lifetime. So you know, the Bible actually does contain so much information if we look at it a different way. And mm-hmm. uh, also, there are some wonderful old truths. You know, love your neighbor like you love yourself, for instance. And um, I sent out in my newsletter. I sent out a separate uh, newsletter just about how important it is to love yourself and how uh, everything starts with you. And I had more answers back on that. I must have had hundreds of emails saying how wonderful to 
hear this. You know, it's so true. Everything starts with us. And this is very, very old wisdom. However, at the same time, I must have received maybe four or five emails, and they canceled <laughs> the subscription because they didn't <laughs> like what I said. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, they said, oh, no, what, this is only selfish, and they were really angry. And oh. sure, these are people with problems, and I can say that. People right. who do not like themselves are the ones who are selfish. The ones who like themselves and respect themselves, they already like themselves, so they're very generous and they give to everyone and they are right. happy about themselves and they're happy about other people's success. Whereas exactly. the ones who don't like themselves, they hate it when other people have success. Yes, they you know, do. But, they so do. it was very funny about uh, how this uh, happened. We have another caller. I'm going to see if we can reach uh, this person because, again, Remembering you and I, this earlier today we had real problem getting online, yes, and uh, yes. so I'm going to try here again. Hello, area code five six one. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Do you hear me? I hear you. <laughs> this is you, and I have somebody there, and I hope she. Or I suppose it's a she. It's usually is a she. Hello. Hello, are you there? New caller, area code 561704. Hello? Okay, so um, that's fine. We will just continue. And uh, okay. so we were talking about, God, well, what were we talking about? About loving yourself. I'd like to Yes, loving yourself. Yeah, I'd like to expand on that a little bit. Um, I find also, you know, in my healing practice, Many people come with issues and problems, and a lot of it does stem from self-love. And we're not talking about loving ourselves in a in an egotistical, you know, I'm better than you way. It's more of making friends with your, maybe with your shadow side, or maybe the parts that you don't really like about yourself, and learning how to turn that around and use that in a more powerful way. And I, I think if more people were able to learn that, I think we would have a lot more love on the planet, more peace, you know, and love in our hearts. Oh, absolutely. So, it's, yeah. You know, uh, peace of in, on, on, in the world starts within each one of us. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I'm doing in my work and what I'm yeah. saying. And I've been speaking yeah. to the United Nations also on this one. Mm. We have to start with the individual I don't believe we can get peace with one organization trying to to overwhelm a group of people. I agree. I really don't believe in that. I really feel each one has to start with himself or herself. And then as you have changed and you are full of what I call the light, <laughs> you just right. send that out automatically through your loving of yourself you just send love to everyone. If you don't love yourself, how can you then love anyone else? And that no, is also no. why some people sometimes don't like it when I say so. I say you cannot love anyone unless you love yourself first. And no. then they say, oh, yes, I love my, my husband. I love my man. I love, you know, my son. <laughs> and so on. And I say, of course you do. But, you know, love and love is one thing. It could be very different. You have a lot of conditional love there. 
Well, I love you. You must stay with me. If you don't stay with me, I'll, I'll leave you because, you know, you don't show me love. Right, exactly. So we have so many different kinds of love. But love, uh, the, the true love is unconditional love. No conditions. You, I love you exactly the way you are. Yeah, and sometimes it takes almost a lifetime to get that, to that place with some people because they've they've come in with a lot of karma and issues and problems, and you know they it's always something goes wrong or drama, and you know I I think it's really it's about letting go of the the drama and the you know all of these issues and learning to just just look at others in in love and compassion and very um, true yes yeah. and of course when you say this to people it sounds kind of corny it sounds a little bit yeah. idealistic it's like it's unreal but it yeah. isn't no, it's actually no. it's big truth it is i mean the you know the buddhists believe that everything should be looked at in compassion with compassion and um it, it's true. I mean, if we don't have compassion for for others, then how can we, you know, how can we love? We we can't really, you know, spread that love or that light out to others. So, it's so true, and it's so yeah. nice to be able to like oneself. And I think for myself, it took me a little while before I had that respect for myself also you know we don't we are conditioned particularly in sweden i'm swedish as you know Mm -hmm. um in sweden you're geared to or at least my generation we were programmed oh you shouldn't love yourself and you shouldn't love your children and you shouldn't praise your children you shouldn't praise yourself and all this that was bad manner (laughs) and uh, in america it has been the the other way around, you know, but in right. Europe, it, it it might still be that way in some countries. Oh, you have, you yeah. cannot love yourself, and so on. And particularly right. in in Germany, in the in, in some parts right. of Germany, and I lived, I was married in Germany, and, and they had yeah. very much this. Oh no, you know, it has to be a certain order here, and you cannot love yourself. You should love mm-hmm. God, and you no, you should, and you should fear God. You know, you should fear things. <laughs> Right. Oh, right, right. Well, so many people are fear-based. They, you know, they have a lot of fear. They're afraid of everything. I mean, they can find... Yes, they they are. Yes, they can find... And we have been programmed this way. And look at life today. You know, I'm flying a lot, and we stand there in line, and and they take my toothpaste, you know, and they tell people (laughs) everything is so dangerous. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, But they miss out completely on other things, you know, so... uh, as long as they have your water and your toothpaste, it's fine. Uh, right. And I, you know, as a speaker, I have all kinds of technical stuff with me, like uh, oh. receiver and whatever. And to me, that looks very suspicious with all these little electronics, you know, with the wiring and whatever. Right. I would be very suspicious myself if I looked at this. But oh no, it's more important to pull out my toothpaste, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sometimes you wonder where these pri- where the priorities are. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know. It's, but I know I travel a lot also, and it's it's true. You know, you have to. You know, they want you to take everything out of your purse, every cream, every lipstick, every oh, it just gets 
cumbersome after a while. And, yeah. and no, it, it's uh, it's very true. And yeah. uh, going back to what you're doing, you are also a hands-on healer, aren't you? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And which is uh, so great, and I believe a couple of hospitals here in Miami have, in fact, employed a few women to do hands-on healing. Have you heard about that? Yes, I have. In fact, I believe in um, Bethesda Hospital in Miami, they have quite an active um, healing touch um, contingency there. There are a lot of nurses. I did. I studied healing touch with the... Um, with the Holistic Nurses Association, and I've been doing that for about the last four, past 14 years, and I've had a practice. And um, when we, you know, when we all, when we started, um, it was so new. And I, I know that a lot of the um, Healing Touch nurses were instrumental in getting this um, integrated into the you know, traditional medical hospitals. And it's really been a journey, and, and we're happy to say that, as you can see, I mean, years ago, even they, I remember them showing um, Columbia Hospital in New York where they did hands-on healing. And it is more, it's much more accepted now. And um, it's, I, I really believe that's the way we, it should be, that we integrate all, you know, all forms of medicine, you know, allopathic and, you know, traditional with with holistic, and you know, I I believe that they 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 can all work together at some point, and it's wonderful that the medical community is beginning to open up, uh, open their minds and open their hearts to see that this isn't just a bunch of um, superficial, <laughs> um, you know, woo woo like a lot of people think it is. It yes, really which does. is, uh, you know, it's so odd, and I'm, I think about this a lot. How come, you know, people do not believe in it? Why have we been programmed to not to believe in certain things, and particularly when it's something spiritual? That's, that's a very good question. Um, and, you know, sometimes I feel, oh, well, because women have it more, you know. <laughs> women do well, it women more. women do. Women do, and, and uh, of course, we women have the spiritual muscle, and men have more the physical muscle, yes. uh, which includes the physical muscle and the logic. Whereas we go for the emotions and the spirituality, and yes. uh, it's just as powerful. Of course, spirit overrides everything, and I always say, spirit created everyone and everything, so right. it's very, very powerful. Yes, and, it is. Uh, we well, I, you know, I think I think that. Um, a lot of this this fear about um, healing, you know, healing properties that some of us carry, it stems back to, you know, ancestral traditions. And I think, you know, um, a lot of it was instilled in people, you know, not to mess around with it and, you know, not to get involved with it. And I think it's probably... Yeah, it comes back to control of of religion, I think. And me being European, of course, you see that, uh, or you saw that in a different way. The churches... Yes, you said that. I wanted you to say that first. Well, it's funny, you know, you're so polite. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, certain times when you are European or you are foreign, you have to mention, you know, the foreigners or, or whatever, because uh, yeah. other people might feel that it's kind of like pointing finger. Oh no, it's not. Yeah. You know, I, I, no, I'm, I, I, I love American. I'm proud of my Swedish flag. You know, I, right. I love exactly. both. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think yeah. it's just it's the way of the world. It's just the way people were in those times, and. Um, you know, we just—it's uh, hard breaking breaking habits, as we all know. You know, patterns are very difficult to break. You know, we we try to do that. We—I work on breaking patterns every day by listening to my mind. And mm-hmm. um, how do you do? How do you break patterns? You know, I know lots of people who who are listening and are going to listen to the archives. They they have patterns. So they they are aware of the have patterns. They. Right. They, uh, I mean, I have them myself also. This certain kind of comfort zone we have trouble getting out of, for instance. Yeah. How well, do we break our pattern? Do you feel? Well, um, well, first of all, there's there's a few ways that I do it personally. Um, I think um, I. I do it energetically through healing, and um, then what I also do is I I begin to observe myself, really, to find out, you know, how much of an imposter that I become and how I I betray and reject myself according to what other people think, you know, and what they expect from me. So what I like to do is... um, I, I recommend this to a lot of my my clients. Um, I have them just make a list and and write down questions like how how do I sell out and what do I assume that authorities want? And I observe like how do I reject myself for selling out? What do I do? What what is the payoff I do? I'm one of mine is eating. I you know I like to stuff myself with food. You know bad food. <laughs> Well, don't we all, you know, yes, we all have yes, moments yes. when it's so nice, nice to just pig out in a way. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and then, the thing um, is just not to eat the next day, you know. Exactly, and get on your stationary bike or walk for three miles yeah. or <laughs> something like that, you know. And then um, also w- looking at what kind of self-hatred do I heap upon myself for doing these things. And um, do I reject myself before someone else can? And also asking, like, what situations do I dislike dislike and reject myself more for? You know, like, do I reject myself when I lose, uh, if I'm competitive, or, um, I don't know, I don't look good, or, you know, just things like that. You know? Yeah, and I always tell people also, yes, what what do you not like about yourself? Write it down. And now right. uh, on another sheet of paper, what do I like about myself, you know, exactly. and write that down. And, you know, start to, to compare the two and how can you have one override the other, of course. How can you have the positive override the negative? But right. it takes a little work, you know. And many people feel that, okay, now I go to a doctor or they come to you or me and we will fix that for them. Uh And and I notice and I've had a few cases uh, of that happen to me that I have told a couple of people, you know, this you have to change. 
And they get really mad with me and say I'm oh. only talking negative. <laughs> and um, it's well, not, you know, it's just no. pointing out what we have to change. Right, exactly. And, I mean, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person or, you know. Oh, no, no, no. No, it doesn't mean any of that because we all have these things about, we all have patterns and addictive behaviors about ourselves that we don't like. And um, I think it's, you know, it's a matter of being aware of it and then, you know, watching yourself. And it takes a lot of conscious work. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but I've been doing this for years and years and years. And what I what I notice, too, about clients that come is, you know, they think that we're the healers and we're going to fix them. And what I tell them is that, you know, healing is a, healing is a joint effort. I can yeah. bring things to the surface for them so that they release. And then they have to do continue doing the work by observing and letting go, you know. Yeah, and that is the hard part for yes, people. Yes. You know, first they don't believe in in it, right. and then eventually they come and they they uh, expect us just to stretch our hand towards them, and then everything is going to be wonderful and everything bad about them is going to disappear and they're going to walk out and everything good is going to come their way. And if that doesn't happen, you know, they get very disappointed. And maybe that kind of, you know, uh, thing uh, has made this uh, profession a little bit more, uh, more, or or shall we say, less believable. Yes, exactly. That people put too much trust and belief in it, and it isn't that way. No, it isn't, and I, I think what they, they, what people really do not realize is that it is a joint, it is a joint effort between the healer and the client, and uh, it takes work. It's like you know, anything worth having, as they say, is takes work. Nothing yeah. comes easy that's worth having, right? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's that way with everything. It's just like you know, I have exactly. a granddaughter, a teenager, and she has to do her exams, and I say you just have to get up on time. You have to eat breakfast. You have to do your schoolwork. You know, and there is no other way around it. And right. you know, she has been, and she's a wonderful girl. So I'm not saying she's absolutely perfect. So she has realized this. It comes back to her. You know, if the grades have been dropping, why is that? Well, if she's tired, why is that? If she's hungry, you know, why is that? You know, it comes back to her, you know. She has to make sure that she is okay, you know. I cannot, or her parents cannot be there checking on her all the time. No, no. Uh, And this is the same with our spirit of balance. You know, we have to check, check in all the time on ourselves. Absolutely. Oh, I check in every day, every morning. And do, yes, we do it all the time, you know. Yeah. And I have my thing with the light. I work with the light, with the white light. And what is the white right. light? That is the highest energy. That's the God energy, you know, the right. universal God energy. Right. And I brought it down right now. It was like this sigh of, of comfort just went through me in this moment. <laughs> and it felt so good, you know. And we forget this all the time. And and now I just stretch up my hand up higher towards the heavens and I bring down the light over me. Mm-hmm. And it is so absolutely fantastic. And we can do this any time. And as I do that, you know, I just clear away any kind of energies that I might have picked up 
during the day or during conversations or during any kind of irritation I've had with something. And it's easy in this world to pick up negative energy. I mean, we shouldn't kid ourselves. Everything out there is negative. You know, you have the cars running right by us. You know, you have the telephone ringing with silly messages. You have bills coming. You have whatever happening to you. You know, life is full of challenges. And we cannot just put those on top of us all the time. We have to get rid of them. Yes, we do have to release all of these these blocks that there are actually there's so many unseen blocks that most people do not recognize but i think because we have the gift of you know i of clairsentient clairvoyance um you know i feel everything around me you see everything and what you become more sensitive as you begin to um develop yourself as a healer and you know and a reader and um you know we do feel things much more intensely than other people and it's important to clear and i try to stress that to um my friends and my clients that they have no idea you know they they may have had an argument with their spouse or with their child and they're holding all of that anger in still and don't realize how much it has affected their whole being, their whole body. It gets lodged in different areas of the body, the neck. It can do that and create little tumors and create all kinds of little physical problems, and that's what we see. Um, And uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Akashic Records. How do I access or how do we access our Akashic Records? Well, what I do is I, I open a session with a sacred prayer and then I um and that allows me to align myself to the vibration, the frequency of the person who's receiving the consultation. It's it can be someone else or it can be myself also. And then what I do is I key into the energetic vibration of that spe- the specific name. I have to use the specific legal name of the person. And um, that carries with it the God protection through the masters, the teachers, and the loved ones of that person. Yeah, and now then, you said the legal name. And there are many people out there who change names. What do you feel? Mm-hmm. I, I have many people who uh, uh, come to me and I ask them, what was your maiden name? And then mm-hmm. what is your married name? And I see completely different energies with these exactly. names. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I usually do is I I sense the energy and I see I I see you know I sense which name holds the highest frequency and I usually yeah. go with that. That's what I. And do. it's a little hard to tell women. Well, you know, your maiden name was so much better for you than your, yeah. than your legal <laughs> name now with your husband and you know, and they say, what oh, should no. I do? And I say, well, yeah. maybe you can use your maiden name, you know. Right. in your work, for instance, and it's been very good for them. Yes. Oh, I agree. I agree with that wholly. Absolutely. I use my maiden name. <laughs> Which is, you know, my maiden name. sure, yeah. and uh, I have uh, several names myself, and, you know, <laughs> from different <laughs> times that. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just, I just think, I just know that my maiden name is 
who I came in as, this is who I am, and this is what feels good to me. And my husband is very secure and very fine with it. He doesn't care less. No, And that's wonderful. And, you know, it's so important that you are on the same uh, vibrational level, uh, the two of you. Oh, yeah. Because I also see it like people have their different energy numbers. And, uh, in fact, we're all part of of higher mathematics. What do you say about that? Yeah, oh, I I think so. Higher, yeah. We're all higher numbers, and we are, I believe, very much in numerology, for instance, also, that oh, it has created too. us. Yeah. Me too. I, I is, believe that the numerology holds so much information, so much information. So we, we, I, you started to say about the name now, you know, uh, and then I interrupted you, let's go on. So how do we access the Akashic records of ourselves? So you said well, the the yes, name? It's with the sacred prayer and using the person's name or your name. And then what happens is after I say the prayer, I feel the energy. It, it's, it's like a veil lifts. Something lifts and opens. And then um, actually what I do, what I do see is in my mind's eye, like your little video strip, I see a book fall, a big, thick book fall off a shelf. It opens up to the center of the book, and then the person's name is actually printed at the top of the book, and the book rises, and then I know that I have, I have keyed in to that person's energy. It's quite interesting. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so much fun. <laughs> I love reading records. I love yeah. reading records. And uh, I do something similar also. It's mm-hmm. like I'm seeing a videotape in people's, of people's left side of the brain, and mm-hmm. everything plays up there in front of me. And also mm-hmm. when I look, look into their chakras, you know, their energy centers, mm-hmm. uh, wow. that particular energy center, like the third or the fourth, can also have special memories in it, and that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. So I'm oh, reading yeah. that as well. Well, yeah, and, the sol- yeah, the solar plexus in the in the uh, heart for sure. Yeah, and uh, then I see the history that might influence the person today. So uh, we are so dimensional; uh, it's unbelievable. Yes. And yes. it's said also in the Bible where Jesus said, "In my Father's house there are many mansions," and I truly believe He says. In our, our body contains many dimensions. There are many dimensions, and mm-hmm. that we are dimensional, and that makes oh, yeah. perfect sense to me. Oh, it does and there, make so much sense. Yeah, and there are many little sayings like this that um, I, I, that make uh, perfect sense when you look at it with our background that we now have. You know what we know and everything else, and what we can right. see exactly. beyond what what we are programmed to see. And children see a lot, don't they? Uh, oh, you my know, gosh. It's they see and, they see, and then they lose it because we're not encouraging them. Right. Oh, they do lose it. They do lose it. The minute they get into school, forget it. I yeah. mean, you know, everyone is, you know, they're just trained to, you know, be use more of their left brain. You know, yeah. To use the logical and, uh, mind, and then they, they lose that. They lose that. And I remember a little boy who came to me with his mother, and he had serious problems at school. And I just straight out asked him, do you see angels? 
And the mother almost flipped over and said, what is this? Why, what is she asking such a stupid question to my child, you know, to my little boy? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said, yes, but no one understands me. Mm-hmm. And it, it seemed to be his problem, you know. He saw these so-called angels around him everywhere. And he had uh, kind of probably mentioned it, and they had laughed at him, and, and, and that was the, the cause for his problem. Yeah. And then, of course... A year or two later, that disappeared. And uh, children up to six, I think, uh, can see, and then it it goes away more or less. Yeah. Well, I have um I have a very good friend. Actually, she is from Sweden, and she also is an artist, and she lives over in um, Gulfport, and she's a very gifted artist. And I remember her telling me um, that when she was young. She kept seeing green lines all the time, and she would have visitors come to her in her bedroom at night in in another dimension. And Mm -hmm. um, she, her mother, took her to the doctor. They thought, you know, she had to get eye exams, and they had no idea, you know, what was wrong with her and and what what was really happening is that she was seeing grids i mean spirit was sending her she was such a high she and she still is a very high frequency being um and sees light she's getting messages through grids and colors Uh and um she was reading i remember she was reading the series of um carlos castanadas and she would at night she would see animal spirits would be dancing at the foot of her bed Wow. And, I mean, my mouth dropped. I said, oh, my goodness, Annie, that's incredible. That's so great. And, you know, yeah. all of these, you know, these things are, are not to be feared, although a lot of people get frightened because it is such an unusual phenomenon. But, you know, if if, if we can talk to others that have experienced these these different um, these different things, these different situations, you know, it does bring comfort. And actually, I did speak to her later in life. Um, she, well, not, well, yeah, I met her about, I would say, 15 years ago. And so I was able to guide her and teach her and tell her that this was not a bad thing. It was really a good thing that, you know, grids carry information and yeah. higher, you know, higher messages from you know from god so it's it's interesting the way all of these things unfold spiritual yes. how spirit and works you know when us. i when i was a child i got all those messages from 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 the animals and they would oh, tell wow. me things you know that mm-hmm. they had seen happen and i would say wow. that to other people you know to the grown ups and they would wonder right. well, how did she get that information well i got it from the dog who saw it all you know <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we had to be very careful <laughs> right. and uh, and also i saw uh, those who were so called on the other side and i was so amazed that they were so pretty and happy i knew oh, they were yeah. so called dead Oh, and also right. when I looked at people, they have all those waves coming out of their bodies, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the yellow waves or like on black background. And it oh. was kind of exciting. And yeah, sometimes yeah. those waves were very broken and distorted. And 
those were crazy, so-called crazy people, in quotes, you know, people who had some kind of problem. Right, like maybe... They had those uh, rays coming out of them, and other people had beautiful waves coming out of them. So this is, uh, and I still do that, of course, but now I have to twitch my eyes, you know, like Superman, Uh you know, (laughs) and then I see it, and that's how I also can see in through the dimensions of people. But you don't see the images. You just get the messages, don't you? Yes, I get the messages, right. But that's fantastic that you see these images. My goodness, it's great. It's so exciting. Well, you're, you know, you're tapping into the energy fields, into the fields. Which it is. And uh, and it's so um, idiotic. And I really mean that, you know, that stupidity rules this world in, you know, ignorance, I would say, it rules yes. this world, that yes. people who cannot understand this have a way of mocking it. And I don't understand how people can, and I say pure stupidity, why do you mock things you don't know? Right. Is it again that you don't like yourself or you you know that this is something you cannot see and that's why you have to crack down on it? Maybe. Right. I don't know. Right. Well, I think some people are just, you know, have fear fear of uh fear of the unknown or fear Yes, that is very true. We have fear of yeah. the unknown. Well, and you know, I, I don't blame anyone for that. I mean, uh, if no. I would see a Martian in my room, I would be scared, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a little frightened. Uh yes. Well, I know the Pallades come visit. I've heard some stories about that too. So, um, the Palladian, the Palladian energies um, the, from the planet Pleiades. But um, that was a while ago. But what I I wanted to um, get back to the records a little bit, and I wanted to explain to you um, why why this is called akashic, why they call it akashic, and why someone would want to have their records open. So um, actually, the akasha um, is really a primordial substance from which everything is formed. And it forms ancestral healing patterns, DNA, personal relationships, genealogy, and actually how it plays in your life. And it's, a very, it's a really a very powerful substance. Uh, what, where does this word come from? It comes from Sanskrit, actually. Mm-hmm. And it it um oh I forget what the the meaning of the um I had that I had it um somewhere but it is it is a Sanskrit word definitely comes from Sanskrit yeah so um anyway it's 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 rather interesting how how this is all how it all forms together and um. One of one of the one of the reasons someone might want to have their records open uh, would be because you know they could look at their addictive patterns and why they choose relationships that they do, or why they've created their habitual responses and and actually how to create action in their lives instead of reacting to everything. Because I know so many people, you know, we we are so reactionary you know, in our daily lives and, you know, to, to things around us. And I really work, I work at, at acting rather than not acting in the sense of being um, 
manipulative, but, you know, acting instead of reacting to what people say or situations and things like that. So Yeah. Mhm. So it's um it's very very helpful. It's the records are very very helpful. Like kind of like what you do, you know, in in seeing. You see, I'm I'm working with that. I just didn't know this was what it was called. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I look at people, it's like a book, and I just go through the pages. Right. Uh, I didn't right. know there was a name for it, and I didn't know I even had a particular talent in what I was doing. And this was oh, the amazing thing. I just wow. did it, and people said, oh, this is amazing what you know. And I said, know what? <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I really, I truly believe that, you know, uh, your your innocence and your, you know, your egoless way of being and, you know, just being so humble is what, probably makes you so powerful because the minute we let our egos enter into this we lose the fact that it's it's god doing this you know yeah. rather and you than know ourselves. one notices that too if that times oh god you know this is so good i knew that uh, it, it can happen to all of us and then i notice how the power goes away you know you really have to tune in but you know you must know who is actually doing it for you Oh, yes. That and is that the is the number one rule all along, that I notice the difference right away. I must recognize who is the one who is doing it for me. And I'm just purely and merely, uh, barely uh, uh, an instrument for, for this power. Yes. And it's fun. You know, I love it. I feel so good when I do it. Oh, I know. I do, too. I love doing I love doing the, the readings and the healings, and it does. It gives you such a feeling of joy and happiness and lightness. It's, um, there's nothing like it. I have not yeah. found anything like it, truly. This is so true. Um, Donna, we are, I usually do a meditation, a healing meditation during my program, mm-hmm. Okay. And we have come towards the end. Now time has gone by very fast. We've been two women chatting, girls talk, <laughs> on a spiritual level. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everyone is welcome to listen thing. in any time. Right. And um, so I will start to do this one. Is there anything, Odonna, we have not told anyone your email address, your telephone number. Should oh. anyone want to have that uh, Akashic records done by you so how can they contact you donna how can they reach you okay they can they can reach me through email by contact by um contacting burton b-u-r-t-o-n dot donna d-o-n-n-a at gmail dot com or they can also phone me at um five six one three five zero zero three hundred and uh, I also have a website, which is DonnaBurton.com. However, that is down at the moment since um, my, one of my, my provider decided to um, leave the planet somewhere and go out into the universe. <laughs> so. You know, I had exactly the same thing happen to me. Exactly that. It almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it didn't, Helena. It did, I no, but it was too. very, very tough, and I had to, to really yes. find some good people to put me back on again. <laughs> yes, well, it's in process. It is going to be back up, but uh, it may take a, a month or so. So we'll, okay. you'll ha- they'll so have to wait. Good. 
the callers will have to wait. But I can be. I am easily accessible, and uh, you can call me or email me. It would be wonderful. I'd love to hear from some of you. That'd so. be great. So, yeah. Donna, I um, hope to hear uh, talk to you just before we close, but now in case we are cut off before that, I would like to thank you so very much for being there. And don't get off the air yet. Um, I'm sorry yeah. we have had some disturbance on the line here. But uh, don't get off the air, Donna. Stay there. Okay. And I, I should do a little... I just wanted to say one quick thing, Helena, that it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to be on your show, and I'm very grateful to have had this opportunity to be with you. It's been a very fun time. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being there for me and with me and for everyone else. It was a pleasure having you, too, so I hope we oh, can do it again. You. Yes, I hope so. I'm sure we will. Great. Okay, then. So thank you so much, Donna. And now everyone else, begin to relax and relax and close your eyes. And take a deep breath and know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place is called I am. I am the light. And you begin to relax and relax and relax now. And you are so at ease. And your whole body is now calming down. Take a deep breath and know that within you there is this place called I am the light. And you begin to feel how that place within you is now beginning to grow and you find it in your chest area. You take a deep breath and when you breathe out, you breathe out of all the old. When you breathe in, you breathe in healthy, wonderful new energy. And now you feel your connection with all and everything. It's like you shine. It's like a light within you shining all over your body, all through your body. And it shines out in the world. And you begin to give. You begin to give love all and everywhere around you. And as you do, it's like new feelings, new energy is coming forward. You receive more and more and more light from above. And with the light, more and more love is coming to you. It's entering your body. And it's now swirling around you, throwing anything of darkness that doesn't belong out and away from you. You are so relaxed now. So very, very relaxed. You imagine yourself in a beautiful garden surrounded by flowers. You stretch out your arms a bit and you, tap, you touch the flowers and you smile. You are so relaxed and so content. And now you begin to feel 
that you are well. Everything about you is well within you. Yes, you feel so well now. And you shine of loving light. I am well. I am happy. I'm successful. That feeling of happiness and completion is now going through you. You smile. You are so content. So at ease now. Yes, I know. Within me there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that is my very, very best friend. That is my light. That is the God flame within me. And it shines all through me. You now walk through your garden. You walk through your garden and it's like you have new strength all around you and all within you. That strength is going to stay with you from now on. Strength has now been coming out from all around you. And you now touch that strength. You just stretch out your free hand around you. And it's like you're touching love and strength around you. And you now take your hand and pull it in towards you. And it feels so good. It feels so very, very good now. And you take a deep breath. Yes, you have received new wonderful energy this very, very moment. Yes, you love you. You love your life. You love everything about your life. Because you know that it starts right here, right now, with your good wishes for all and everything to be in line with the light. Yes, you are of the light. You are of the light. You are a child of the light. And now, slowly, slowly, you open your eyes. And you know that today is going to be a wonderful day. And tomorrow you shall also make it a wonderful day. Because we have touched the light. And we have now welcomed the light in our lives. And your eyes are open. And you take a deep breath now. And you feel so good and so strengthened about all that you are. And I thank everyone, and come back and see me next week, next Tuesday at the same time, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 o'clock noon California Time, and 9 p.m. European Time. Thank you, everyone. And Donna, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, and I, I am. would like to... Thank you again. You're not sleeping, I hope. Oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
In fact, I'm very energized and very happy. <laughs> very good. I thank you so very much, Donna, for being on my show, and I'll see you soon. Yes, thank you, Helena, and God bless. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, okay. Donna. Bye now. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.